Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Why did the plane land on the football field? To score a touchdown. How do you know if you are a pirate? You just are. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal Jenny McKinney. Hey, everybody. Comedian extraordinaire. Do you like comedian or comedian? I'm not picky. Comic. Toots. Whatever. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Take it away, Jenny. It's poo Poo head. There you go. Wow, very good. She actually listens. If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754. Final exam, Jenny. Final exam. Who head? No. No, I don't know. <laughs> 754-22-penis. Oh, 22-penis. Yes. All right. Or 754-bear-nip, which is my favorite. Oh. Um, All right. I'll remember <laughs> those. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, at Dr. Scott WM. Are you on Twitter? 
No? Okay, we'll have to Not yet. fix that. Okay. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, very good. Hey, uh, so we've got uh, Jenny in studio with us today. Lady Diagnosis and Dr. Scott may be on the way. They texted me at... um, uh, 1258 to ask if we were going to still record at 1 p.m. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to show or not. So it's like, call me. Don't don't text me. Call me. Yeah. You know, I'm just weird that way. I get so many text messages and so many alerts that I just ignore them. And then every, you know, about 10 times a day, I'll look at my at my phone and I'll catch up on everything. Right. And sometimes it's too late. But if you want me right now, call me. Yes. And uh, it, and if you want me right now, call me, 754-227-3647. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, genital hyperhidrosis today, and I'm going to put up a new product on there for people who have uh, sweaty junk at stuff.drsteve.com. You can see all the different... Uh, products that we talk about on the show and then or you can just click straight through and go to amazon it does help to keep us on the air uh, also tweakedaudio.com offer code fluid jenny if you want any um uh, earbuds tweakedaudio.com is a good place to go because if you use the offer code fluid you'll get 33 percent off awesome that's no you know a lot of these places will give you five or ten percent right. You know, 33% off is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget, even though Dr. Scott isn't here, we will support his website. It's simplyherbals.net because he makes the best nasal rinse on the market, in my opinion, and um, seems to have decent quality control so there won't be amoebas in it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, check him out at simplyherbals.net. And uh, I can uh, attest to Dr. Steve's rule. Jenny, do you know what Dr. Steve's rule is? Have you been listening long enough to know? Well, Dr. Steve's rule is a mathematical relationship that says for every 35 pounds of weight that you lose, you gain one inch of penis length. Oh, good. And I can, you know, maybe TMI, uh, attest that this is true because I've lost about 35, 40 pounds. And uh, I actually got the tape measure out. And yes, indeed, well, I'll do any anything for science. It's for the children. Uh, a, a, a good inch. So, right. uh, uh, and I did that using Noom. Uh, okay. Noom is a psychology app. It's not a diet, and uh, it really changed my life. It changed my relationship with food. If you want to do it with me, go to Noom N O O M dot Steve dot com. And one of the things that I used to control my intake was to quit um, just cooking mass amounts of food. And uh, so I and I'm also lazy. So uh, I started using Freshly and Freshly is uh, fresh prepared meals. They make eating right super easy. They're gluten free, which is good for me. You don't have to be gluten-free if you don't want to be, but these are. Um, uh, you can use my link to get six dinners for 39 bucks for two weeks. And that's 20 bucks off each week. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Look, it's you know, you're popping it in the microwave. Right. Am I doing that? I think it's the... Oh, it's the fan? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, um, just I'll tell you what. Turn the circulator off. 
and then just position it so it's in, so it's blowing in here, but not making that horrible noise. Okay, there we go. You oh, think you want to go in this? No, way? no, no. I don't care. But okay. I just yeah, it'll still circulate. It's still I'm still hearing it though. Oh, you hear that? Is okay, that a little bit better. Yeah. Are okay. you getting any of that? No, I think I'm good. Okay. 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 So, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Technical. I'll I'll edit that out. I always say that, and then I don't. <laughs> I had a two-minute coughing fit on this show while we, I was doing um, an interview with these two guys uh, from uh, DC On Screen Podcast, which, by the way, check them out. They're good little fellers, and if you're interested in uh, uh, superhero stuff, that's a great podcast. But I re- was going to edit it out, and I did edit it out. I remember doing it, but then apparently I must have hit Control-Z one too many times oh. when I was undoing some edit that I did. And uh, apparently uh, not only did the two-minute coughing fit go on the podcast, but on the SiriusXM <laughs> show as well. So, <laughs> so you put it back in. So I keep saying I'm going to edit these things out, and I never do. Um, anyway, so but you can go to freshly.drsteve.com. It's freshly.drsteve.com, and uh, you can try it out. If you don't like it, um, you know, you can cancel anytime. Um, if you're into um, sports betting, check out bet.drsteve.com. bet.drsteve.com just takes you to bet DSI. It's the place I found that's the easiest to sign up for. And uh, they've got some cool promotions. And my kid is a genius when it comes to NBA. So next nice. season, I'm going to see if he can make us some uh, college money. Awesome. So That'd be great. Or some walking around, you know, walking around money. So, And then if you want archives of this show, and why would you? But if you do, go to premium.drsteve.com. Use the offer code FLUID. You can get three months for a buck a month. And then after that, it's a buck ninety nine a month. If you, you know, just download them all. And then you'll have... Have them and then you can cancel. Nice. So it's just there. I, I'm not. It's not there for us to make money. It's there to keep my um, um, coworkers out of there because I figure they're not going to spend a buck ninety nine just to see what I'm up to. Yeah. All right. All righty. Um, I understand you have a, um, a a news story that you wanted to do today. Yeah, I have a few. Okay. Um, but uh, I did. Did you see online where the 84 year old donated his kidney? No, his neighbor. No, no, no. Yeah, she needed a kidney and uh, had put some signs out in her yard. She probably thought he was coming over to maybe borrow some sugar or something. And uh, he said he wanted to donate his kidney, but he's 84 years old. Sure. That yeah. doesn't that seem kind of old? No, no. For surgery, you, you know, kidney. Well, no. it depends. Okay. There are young eighty-four-year-olds, and there are eighty-four-year-olds. Yeah. Um, you, you only we have two. We only need one, right? And if he's got good kidney function and didn't have a lot of uh, cardiovascular disease, where he's got a clogged-up kidney, uh, there's really no reason that I can think of why he sh- shouldn't be able to donate. Now, yeah. there, yes, the older you are. The more risk there is, but um, really, uh, well, it, okay. There's this thing called the Goldman criteria. Let me see if I can find it on here. Okay. And we'll look because what you're really worried about is what's the chances he's going to have a massive uh, heart attack uh, bef- during or after the surgery, right. right? That's really what we're worried about yeah. in a situation like this. So let's get this Goldman calculator out. Uh oh, which okay, wait a minute, I've got my my, my mouse's turned around. <laughs> so um this is called the uh, Goldman criteria for cardiac risk. Okay. And uh if you have um uh high risk then you could have seventy eight percent 
chance of complication, but low risk is like 1%. Oh, wow. So uh, the first criteria, age greater than 70 years, he gets five points for that. This is what they call a multivariate analysis, meaning you uh, take all these criteria and you assign them points, and then at the end, you just add all the points up together, and it can stratify these things based on risk. Okay. Now, let's just say he doesn't have anything else. He's got a normal kidney function. It's not an emergency. Uh, it is intraperitoneal. Uh, uh, so they're going to have to, you know, actually, uh, it's not technically, but I'm going to count it as that. Uh, the uh, kidneys are actually behind the peritoneal cavity, or the okay. peritoneal membrane. But uh, since they're going to, this is sort of major surgery, even though they can go from from the back and get, I'm going to say this is intraperitoneal, just to be conservative. Sure. So he has eight points. At 85 years old, donating a kidney, this is class two. He's got a 7% chance of having a a major cardiac complication after this surgery. Now, that means he has a 93% chance of just sailing right through. Those aren't bad odds. If I gave you those odds and um, sent you to Las Vegas, you would, um, uh, you know, bet everything on black. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you only had a 7% chance of losing everything, you can just just push that out of the way and then, okay. Lady Diagnosis is here. She was doing the limbo with the fan. <laughs> just trying to stick her chest out so we can check it out. That's all. Yeah. 754 so, Bear That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Lady Diagnosis, you remember Jenny? Yes, hey, yeah. Jenny. Hey, girl. So they uh, first met when Lady Diagnosis was the hostess for the funniest person in the Tri-Cities competition, and Jenny was uh, one of the finalists yeah. in that competition. How long ago was that? Yeah. that was Two a, years. Yeah, it's, it's up there somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, maybe I don't have a poster on that. We have or the no, new Comedian Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Was it 2017? I don't know. It was 2017. So. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. <laughs> that was fun. What's the yeah. date on that new Comedian Showcase? May 11th. May, but we did... So did we do that that quickly after? Because it was because like it was in April that we did the funniest person was in the Tri City. So I'm thinking it was a year before that. I had a funny feeling it took us a year to get to get around to doing those new comedian I, showcases. Yeah, yeah it took a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we should have done it right away. But anyway, that's a long yeah. story. But anyway, check us out at etncomedy.com. We've got uh, Rich Voss coming in August. And uh, save the date for that and come to Kingsport, Tennessee, uh, and uh, uh, come see that show. You're not going to want to miss that. And um, it's August 1st. Admission is free. And there will be craft beer there. There will be music. There will be local comedians. Perhaps Jenny, perhaps not, depending on after we see her new set. (laughs) (laughs) And here's Dr. Shithead. Hello, Dr. Shithead. Good afternoon. That's hilarious that you answered to that. <laughs> okay. You got your mic on? This is very professional. Better than some of the other shit you call me. Yeah, that's right. All right. Hey, how's it going? Awesome, awesome. Good, good, good. Good to see you. We were just talking about, Welcome back. We were just talking about an 85-year-old dude that was um, going to donate a kidney, and Jenny said, isn't he at high risk for having you know a problem at 85 donating a kidney? And we did this thing called the Goldman uh, Criteria for Cardiac you know, Risk in non-cardiac surgery. And uh, he only had a 7% chance of having a major complication. That's higher than you or I would. It'd sure. be a 1% for us. 
but still, 93% of the time, he'll sail right through it. And yeah, the lady a, he's donating to is 72. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's trying to get so it. So he knows drawers. her. Yeah, Ooh. it's his next door. Like, they live in the same community. So, yeah, what if she just thought he's coming to give sugar or need some sugar? And give he's some like, sugar. I'm going to give no. She's like, <laughs> I'm taking a kidney. He's trying, he's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, so cool. So good for him. All right. Yeah, what, what and else he'll you lose got? weight at the same time. Yes, he will. He'll lose uh, about a half a pound. About uh, <laughs> this is kind of random, but um, my sister, when we were growing up, she would wet the bed. Okay. Which is yep. terrible because we shared a bed, so yeah. it's real bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, uh, but my mom took her to a doctor, and the doctor had recommended that we listen to subliminal bedwetting. Okay. Like a, well, it was cassette tape at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how did that turn out? I don't know. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on, like, the, the bedwetting, and then th- do you think it really was helping? I don't know. I think she was just sleeping so hard. Yeah. How old was she at that time? Oh, it was from seven to... Well, probably younger because we started. We wanted more room in our. Oops, I'm sorry. More room in our bedroom, so we put our. Uh, just slept in the same bed. It was probably maybe like five to twelve. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you know okay so bedwetting is called enuresis, and it's a twenty percent of five year olds have it, and ten percent of ten year olds. Mm. So you know one in ten will have it, and um, usually uh, older than ten, it'll remit spontaneously at the rate of about 15% per year. Oh, okay. okay. So, um and you th- so when do you think the last time she wet the bed? How old was uh, she? Probably 11 or 12. Yeah, there you go. So that's about right. Yeah. Now, uh so she was going to stop anyway. These subliminal tapes, I don't think that does anything. My mom tried to get me to learn multiplication tables <laughs> using subliminal. Yeah, and I'm so old that what we had was this vinyl record, and it would play, you know, three times three is nine, three times four <laughs> is 12. <laughs> you know, four times six is whatever it is because I never did learn it. Um, I know four times three <laughs> is twelve, and then you multiply that times two to get four times six. So I learned all my multiplication tables that way, you know. Oh. Um, it, it, which whatever it works is either really right. smart or really dumb as hell. You know, I had to have tricks to to learn my multiplication. That's how I tables. learned the states in a song in alphabetical order. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this this thing did nothing. <laughs> so this thing did nothing. I fall asleep watching TV. And it's not going into my head. I think it is. It mm. seems like it is, but <clears throat> yeah. I, there's no <laughs> any recollection of it whatsoever. So I'm not yeah. a fan of sleep learning. I just don't think it works. Okay. Um, for you know, for some kids who have uh, bedwetting, there, you know, I, I've seen these shock pads mm. when they when moisture hits them they shock them that, your father did that to you dr scott oh yeah well okay don't make silent hand gestures to lady diagnosis pipe up that's something interesting we're on a radio show right tell us about it no we did do that we, there was other methods to to correct aberrant behavior like beatings because yes. there, there are three of us yeah three three so you would piss the mom. bed and your mom would beat you oh no brothers your brothers would beat yeah. you so oh, we stopped geez. pretty quickly. Yeah, they're bigger than I am. 
Yeah, I guess that would be uh, an incentive to not wet the bed. I don't know that you have any control over it. Now, no. they will use a, a spray called DDAVP, and what that is is it's an intranasal vasopressin. And what vasopressin does basically is just stop you from urinating. So if you've got a kid oh. that um, – and temporarily. Yeah. If you've got a kid who bedwets and they're not going on sleepovers because of this problem, you know, they're 10, 11, 12, and it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. adolescent girls particularly, and boys too, um, they can get a prescription of this DDAVP and use it for sleepovers, and it's about a hundred percent effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, and they just know that generally they'll grow out of it. Mm. So there you yeah. go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the shock things at all. I just That's no. terrible. It's terrible it, idea. It, what it's supposed to do is wake them up. And uh, so that it trains the brain instead of going into deep sleep and pissing, that if you're pissing, you should go into a lighter sleep so <laughs> yeah. you wake up. I so. just would be scared of pissing then after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd yeah. be getting a shock. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Pavlovian. You know, you're just going to feel, yeah. you're going to have this weird feeling that's anytime. Because when piss. I laugh too hard now, even now, if I go on go-karts, it's 100% guaranteed I'm going to urinate. Really? Yeah. Or trampolines. I just, yeah, I just laugh. Or if somebody trips, I'm going to lose it. I can't stop laughing, and then I just pee. Oh, really? Yeah. So other people's misfortune causes you to urinate. That's yeah. actually called instant karma. Okay, that's pretty yeah. good. You're you're glee <laughs> over someone's There's a German word for that. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that word. That's a good word. All right. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, you got anything else there? Uh, oh, well, let's save some for the next show. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. Okay, awesome. Um, I had one uh, that I was going to bring on uh, autism and the gut microbiome. Uh, gut bacteria, and this is from uh, Medical News Today. Gut bacteria may contribute directly to the development of autism-like behaviors, according to the results of a new study da, 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 in mice. Okay, oh. so this is not a great study for humans, but it is interesting. We're maybe narrowing in on this whole mind-gut thing, because that's for real. Mm-hmm. Seems to be uh, too much uh, evidence that there's a mind-gut um, uh, uh, axis that has to be healthy. Or, you know, if the gut biome isn't healthy, then the mind is affected by it. And it's weird. It's like, why would that be? Or, and how would it be? So we've got a lot to learn about this. You know, when we're born, our uh, guts are pretty sterile. And within just a few days, you know, we're colonized with these beneficial, some mostly beneficial bacteria, a couple of you know, crummy ones will get in there, but the good ones usually will crowd them out. And, um, you know, uh, but it it is um, amazing that we have this sort of relationship with these bacteria and they benefit from it. And so do we, but there may be more than just uh, them being there to uh, fertilize or uh, sorry, to ferment sugars and stuff like that and cause flatus. There may be more to it than that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, It said, in recent years, numerous studies have revealed differences in the bacterial composition of the gut microbiome between uh, individuals with autism and neurotypical people. I like that word, too, instead of saying normal people, neurotypical (laughs) people. Um, One in 59 children in the United States have received a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder, which is about four times more common in boys than girls, and it occurs across all socioeconomic, ethnic, and racial groups. The question is, is this a marker of disease or is it a cause of disease? And mm-hmm. that, you know, we talk about this with vitamin D all the right. time. 
yes, vitamin low vitamin D is associated with cancer and heart disease, but is it uh, uh, just a marker? Mm-hmm. In which case, it's just telling you that you're at risk for those diseases, or is it a cause? In which case, supplementing vitamin D would hopefully prevent it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, the only way to really know is to uh, contr- you know find these. Um, uh, kids and correct their microbiome and see if it makes any difference on their behaviors, and then also somehow try to figure out a way to um, um, you know treat this before the autism kicks in and see if you can prevent it. So mm-hmm. if you give a bunch of infants probiotics, which don't do, by the way, pediatricians recommend against that for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least some of the ones that I've talked to, because you know you got an in- immature immune system sure. and you're throwing bacteria at these kids. But um, it, you know you could do a controlled trial at a university center and see if when you give kids certain bacterial colonies. Uh, in their food to colonize their gut, is there a decrease in the diagnosis of autism in those kids? Mm-hmm. You know, that'd yeah. be an easy study sure. to do. Sure. You, first, you got to pick, now how do you pick which bacteria? Well, you got to see the ones that they're different in. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so then you pick to supplement those uh, between the neurotypical people and the autism kids. Supplement those, see if you can, number one, establish colonies of those, maybe they have some weird receptor or something that doesn't let those colonies be established. Mm-hmm. And that may be part of the, you know, there's so many factors it could be, but this would be an easy study to do. Would it be this simple? Uh, supplement them and then follow that cohort of kids over time and just see if everything else being equal, there's less autism diagnosis or less severity or anything in that group compared to the, nor- to the control group. Mm-hmm. Is it, what what's the result of excess vitamin D? Oh uh, well, you can get uh, excess vitamin D. You can get a thing called hypervitaminosis D. Okay, but you've really got to take a crap load of vitamin oh, okay. D to get yeah. that. Okay, yeah. it can be hard to do it. It's really difficult to do. Oh, okay. That's like crazy people taking bottles of vitamin D. Yeah, and like stuff. hundreds oh. of hundreds of thousands of them at a time. Yeah, let me see. Oh. Yeah, literally. Oh no! Instead of why well, take five thousand well, IU's yeah. a day? Uh, yeah. No, why do you take so much? Because that is a that is well, more coming than... from Michigan. We were we had a lack of sun, yep. and so every time I got tested when we were here, if I had a blood panel run, yep. uh, it was always low. So that's just how much I've been taking. But I didn't know if I'm. Uh, but each time I go back, they're like, "Hey, your vitamin D is perfect." Okay. So I keep taking it. Okay, you may be able to get it perfect with a lower dose. Yeah. Like, you know, I usually recommend four hundred to a thousand. Okay. Here. Yeah. Because you do are exposed to more sunlight here. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. In the United States, overdose exposure to all formulations of vitamins was reported by sixty-two thousand individuals, with nearly eighty percent of these exposures in children under the age of six leading to 53 major life-threatening outcomes and three deaths, two from vitamin D and E. Whoa. And vitamins uh, A, D, E, and K, I always remembered ADAC uh, in medical school. Those are the fat-soluble vitamins. They're the ones that can accumulate. Okay. Uh, let me see here. If it says what the dose of vitamin D... See, uh, Google... Hey, you got your computer, Dr. Scott. Mm-hmm. Google hypervitaminosis D and see how much really... Uh, uh, you have to take to um, get that. Let me see. I'm looking at medical news today right here. This is the first thing that came up. Rare but potentially serious condition occurs when you take too much vitamin D. Result of taking high-dose vitamin D supplements. So let me see. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, the Mayo Clinic states recommend a dietary allowance of vitamin D for most adults is 600 IU a day. Doctors may prescribe higher doses to treat medical conditions. And uh, you're really at higher risk of hypervitaminosis D if you take the su- high-dose supplements and you've got kidney or liver disease or something, which okay. you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it can cause calcium levels in the blood to rise, um, causing um, loss of appetite, fatigue, weight loss, excessive thirst, excessive urination. That would make you think you had diabetes. Uh, constipation, irritability, nervousness, that kind of stuff. So. Ooh, irritability. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that. No. Let's see here. Um, okay. Oh, well, here we go. The tolerable upper limit or the maximum daily intake of vitamin D that's unlikely to result in health risks has been set at, uh-oh, 4,000 IUs per day. Mm-hmm. Adverse oh. effects have been seen in those taking less than 10,000 IUs a day over an extended period of time. So, you know, it will not hurt you one bit to drop down to 1,000, and then the next time just check your, your blood right. level. And if it's normal, then you're fine. Okay. You know, you may not need that sure. excessive uh, uh, amount. Now, I'm not your physician, so, you sure. know, you might want to yeah. run it by them, but I think that would be totally fair. Yeah. Right. I actually wasn't aware that, you know, anything above 4,000 was considered excessive. I have seen people on that 5,000. Well, when we first IU moved here, before. that was yeah. prescribed. Yes. So, it, but it was like a... You I must have been really low. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, one day of sun in for 31 <laughs> days up there? No. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, don't, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. All righty. Well, you guys want to answer some questions? Let's do it. All right. Number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Very good. Thank you, Ronnie B. What a good feller. You're so polite. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Well, Um, you know, you've talked at length on many of your shows about four dice spots, um, Fournier's gangrene, maybe it's Fournier's gangrene, I don't know, I'm not French, um, and the Valsalva maneuver yep. um, and other treatments and conditions named after people. But um, I'd like to know more about the people behind the names. 
Anyway, thank you for your time. And, yeah. Uh, Oqua Tenjinois. <laughs> thank you, my friend. He was speaking uh, Biavian. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I was going to say. We so, need to press one for English. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fournier gangrene. Let's just talk about that for a minute because it's fun. Uh, it is also known as necrotizing fasciitis of the genitals. Do not Google image this if you have no. if you have a, um, a weak stomach. So, everyone in here, please go ahead and Google, Google image it, this on your phones yeah, while I'm talking about know. it. Fournier gangrene, it's F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R, Fournier gangrene. Uh, So in 1764, this guy named Barian, who was a French uh, physician, uh, described an idiopathic, meaning we don't know, you know, the doctor's an idiot and the patient's pathetic. That's what the medical humor there. Uh, (laughs) Idiopathic, uh, it just means we don't know where it's coming from. Rapidly progressive soft tissue necrotizing, meaning killing, dying, process that led to gangrene of the male genitalia. So that's the only place it... That's where Fournier gangrene is. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's that location, yeah. The disease, however, the disease was oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty gross. The, the uh, disease was named after Jean Alfred Fournier, a Parisian v- venerologist, meaning that his specialty was sexu- sexually transmitted diseases. I love the which is one way to not get an STD, exactly. by the way. Uh, on the basis of a transcript from an 1883 clinical lecture in which Fournier presented a case of perineal, that's taint, gangrene, and an otherwise healthy young man, adding this to a compiled series of four additional cases. He differentiated these cases from uh, perineal gangrene associated with diabetes, alcohol- alcoholism, or known trauma. So, anyway, uh, the manuscript outlining Fournier's initial series of fulminant perineal gangrene provides fascinating insight into both the societal background and the practice of medicine at the time. In the anecdotes, Fournier described recognized causes of perineal gangrene, including uh, placement of a mistress's ring around the phallus. So they were using cock rings back then. Ligation of the prepuce, used in an attempt to control enuresis. Uh, the prepuce being the um, uh, uh, foreskin, or as an attempted birth control technique practiced by an adulterous man to avoid impregnating his married lover. So I guess what they were doing was they were ligating it, meaning that they would pull the foreskin up and then tie it off and then something. tie it off. Yep. Yeah. And so if you're, you're that's your own, it's your, was own like run, a, your own condom. It was your own reservoir tips, right? <laughs> so they would tie off the tip yep. of their foreskin, and then they'd bang their their mistress, yep. and then pray that the um, you know that the f- tied up foreskin would hold in their you know delightful you know pa- present. The um, the super the glue, or, the super glue, or the duct tape held. Yes, that's held. right. Oh. The delicious uh, subs- life giving substance. I'm sorry, I looked that up. Yeah, I'm really okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who ever heard of that? Now that's a mm. new one on me. And so then these guys that tie it up, and then you, what happens? You have intercourse. You fall asleep, right? Like, and oh. then that you forget to untie yeah. this thing, and now it, it it gangrenes off, and you got a hell and of a lot of explaining. Sloughs off, yeah, and you got some <laughs> explaining to do to your spouse. No, Ugh, no, sir. Idea. Oh, here's another one. Uh, 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 another person uh, placed foreign bodies, such as beans, within the urethra, and then excessive intercourse in diabetic and alcoholic persons. 
Um, he calls upon physicians to be steadfast in obtaining confession from patients of obscene practices. <laughs> See, we used to use language in uh, the medical, uh, uh, you know, like when we're doing a history and physical, patient admits to um, marijuana use. Well, we've taken that out. Uh, because admits to sounds like you're doing an interrogation, right? Right. It's not our job to interrogate people. We're supposed to be non-judgmental and just get the facts. But back then, Ooh. he wanted a confession from patients of their obscene practices. So that was Fournier. So now, a bean in it. Put a bean in it. Yeah, put a, yeah. I guess they were thinking if you put a bean in it, then when you uh, bust a nut. <laughs> you, bust, bust a bean. <laughs> you were busting a peanut, right. That has to be some really good woman part yeah. to do all that. Uh, or you're just desperate not to get somebody pregnant and you don't have birth control, mm-hmm. you know? Oh. So oh. you're trying anything. Ugh. So the Valsalva maneuver. The Valsalva maneuver is like when you, are, um, you make the um, maneuver like you're taking a giant dump. Mm-hmm. But you're you, but you have your sphincter closed, so you're not actually going to force out fecal matter. You're, uh, uh, that's the Valsalva maneuver, and uh, we'll use this for lots of different things, including even uh, stopping uh, certain Irregular. cardiac arrhythmias yeah. and stuff. But uh, that was named after Antonio Maria Valsalva. Cool. He was an Italian anatomist born in Imola, or Imola. Uh, his uh, research focused on the anatomy of the ears, and he coined the Eustachian tube. And he described the aortic sinuses of the Valsalva in his writings. Now, so the reason that the Valsalva maneuver is associated with him is because we use it to open up the eustachian tubes. So the eustachian tubes are the tubes that go from the middle ear into the back of the throat. So every air-filled cavity in the human body has an exit, at least one. The gut has an entrance and an exit, but the sinuses tend to have just exits. And um, uh, and the middle ear is also a an air filled cavity, and it has to have an exit to to um, um, equalize pressure, right? So when you go up in an airplane, the pressure on the outside decreases. If your eustachian tubes are closed up, your ear uh, drums will bow outward because the pressure inside is greater than the pressure outside. So you yawn or chew gum or whatever, and then the eustachian tube will open up, and then it'll come down. When you're going down, the air pressure is increased compared to the pressure inside the middle ear, and so the eardrums will bow in, and that's when you do the Valsalva maneuver, Mm. where you hold your nose and and put your nose forward in the position like you're smelling flowers, and then blow. Like that. Could you hear my ears pop? Mm-hmm. You couldn't? Okay. It's really loud in my ears. I, sometimes I wonder if you can hear it on the outside. But Nope. But anyway. Something and then you, So you're, you're uh, forcing air up through the eustachian tubes into the inner ear to equalize the pressure. And it feels so good when you're coming down. And so yawning, going up, blowing, coming down. And teaching your kids how to do this. I taught my kids very early age how to do the Valsalva maneuver so that they didn't have horrible pain when you're descending in an airplane because you'll, a lot of times, if you've been in a plane and the plane is descending and all of a sudden the the kids in the cabin start screaming, that's what's going on. Mm. It's yeah, it, it, And you can get a ruptured eardrum from mm-hmm. that. It's called barotrauma when that happens. But anyway, that's Antonio Maria Valsalva. So these people, I am not a fan of eponyms um, like, uh, what's it, like, um, Peroni disease, 
some guy named Peroni got to name a scar in his penis. Mm-hmm. But there's not a real good simple name for that it's scar in the penis curved to the right or the left disease so you know there's not a great uh, disease for that Fournier's gangrene sounds cooler than necrotizing fasciitis of the geni- male genitalia yeah you know so that's why we use those because it um um uh, decreases the number of words you have to use, but then you got to learn what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes sort of code. And I'm saying Fournier's gangrene, and I can talk to another physician, but it's kind of a code that we're using. So I don't like that. But right. Anyway. The other thing too, if you're explaining something, you're going to want to make sure you're using the right words. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We well, had totally uh, true. Go ahead. Well, uh, my friends, are, our best friend's a chiropractor. Uh, lady comes in, and says she, uh, her husband has fellatio on his feet (laughs) 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 well (laughs) (laughs) so what What was she trying to say Uh, oh I'm sorry fasciitis Um, oh plantar fasciitis fellatio yeah fellatio that's close That's a good one. But I've every, heard uh, uh, fireballs in my universe. That yeah. was fibroids in my uterus. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. I hear. I hear. Um, rotary cup. A rotary oh, cup. All the, the cup. Time. Yep. Oh yeah. Instead of rotator cup. And then there's the the just the um, uh, regional stuff. Like in North Carolina, they'll say they got the gouge mm-hmm. instead of the instead of I have gout. They oh. got the gouge. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. give me my gouge pills? And here, and here we have a lot of wing bones. And, and yeah, wing scapulas. bones of the scapula yeah. would be the so you know, shoulder blade. Yeah. And w- the other thing we have here that's weird are leaders. You leaders, get that you one. got leaders, yeah. But leaders, right there, my neck. Yeah, leaders are uh, tendons. Yep. Oh. And it comes from, my hypothesis is that it's L-E-A-D-E-R-S is what they're saying, and it's like the leader on a fishing line. Yes, Because exactly. that's the tough That's oh, okay. the tough part of yeah, the fishing yeah. line. Yeah, the leader. And, it's the, you know, they kind of look like leaders. Yeah. yeah. Tendons do. So anyway. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Right. So please know what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Well, and or have some hillbilly like Dr. Don't. Steve. Right? Oh, yeah. We can translate. And we also <laughs> in the medical profession have got to stop saying, um, well, okay, there's two year words that we use totally differently than all of our patients do, and it causes confusion. Okay. And that's positive, positive and negative. Positive and negative, yep. yeah. So if you have a positive attitude, that's a good thing. If you have a positive balance in your checking account, uh, also a good thing. Sure. If you have a positive biopsy, that's a bad thing. Yes. And so I, I had a friend of mine, uh, his mom called him on the phone and said, oh, thank goodness my an influenza vac- or my influenza test was positive. Oh, they just told her, "Yeah, your influenza is positive," and gave her a prescription. Didn't tell her anything. Mm. Just handed Mm -hmm. her a prescription. She figured she didn't have to fill it because uh, you know she doesn't know what um, you know whatever the generic for Tamiflu is. Yeah, why can't I remember that all of a sudden? Tamsulosin. Tamsulosin. Yeah, you know, it had that on it, so she doesn't know what that is, and she just went home and said, "Threw (laughs) the threw the prescription in the trash." Well, I'm you know, my test was positive. Meaning, yeah, it I, sounds good. That's but. good, right? So, um, so shitty communication on the part of medical providers is one of my pet peeves. So, uh, we should use normal and abnormal. Negative, same way. You can tell somebody, well, your test was negative, and they'll go, oh, you know, because negative is ne- when is that ever good? Right. Your negative attitude, negative balance. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, well. you know. So anyway, so normal and abnormal, please, for the medical students, residents, and physicians that are listening to this. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
uh, we use, I don't say metastasize, we'll say spread, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, yeah. trying to use more plain language. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, this is a good one. I think I've got one for Dr. I've got two for Dr. Scott. Oh. Let's do this and then we'll get out of here for today. It's a good thing you showed up, Dr. Mm-hmm. Scott. Yeah. yeah, good thing. It is. Hey, Indeed. Dr. Steve. Uh, at three months now, I've had tremendous mucus flow down the throat. Been living off of Mucinex. I mean, probably taking at least quadruple the suggested dosage of uh, Mucinex. Uh, I take allergy shots, uh, allergy pills, um, a lot of other meds, but I uh, have no way to stop this. So what? What did he not mention that he's? He said he's taking. Allergy shots mm-hmm. and allergy pills, mm-hmm. but there's a third thing. That, I know. Yeah, go ahead. Nasal spray. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, yes. Okay, so, right. so there's a fourth thing. <laughs> yes. Well, like reflux. He's not taking any. You know, it, this could be reflux. Sure. So well, the question is, and, and I'll let you okay. wax eloquent because okay. I know you have a lot to say about mucus. Um, <laughs> the mucus can come from different places. It can come from above. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, or the problem can be above where you're just producing a lot of mucus in the nasopharynx and it's draining down the back of your throat. But it can be coming from problems below, too, from the lungs or from the stomach. If you have reflux and you're, and you're laying down at night and you have this horrible acid crap uh, running up into your oropharynx in the middle of the night, you know, it's, it's toxic mm-hmm. and it can cause inflammation of those tissues and it, you'll produce more um, mucus that way as well. And not everybody that has that has uh, symptoms with that. They don't have heartburn. So anyway, what were you no, going to say, Dr. Scott? Well, I, I was going to just say that in, one thing you did not mention, though, is, is dietary Possibly, oh, yeah. possibly, possibly the uh, yeah. What talk we, about that. What we see a lot of times with people really excess mucus is, is their dairy products. Certainly, if he's drinking a lot of milk products, that can cause a lot of the phlegm. Give yourself a bill. So I would, I would definitely discuss that with him, and and certainly then try to figure out if it's coming from the top. If it is a nasal spray to to wash out that yeah. phlegm is going to be a great idea, or a, or a navage. A, a navage. Go to drsteve.com, scroll down, find the navage, the greatest invention, and look. You can do a neti pot. Mm-hmm. Neti pot's cool. Mm-hmm. You can do Dr. Scott's nasal rinse. Mm-hmm. Which is far superior to those two. But anyway. I, I agree with <laughs> I agree with that for a lot of things. <laughs> Check it out at simplyherbals.net. Cool, but for just mass cleaning out of crap Red, yep. in your nasal pharynx, you mm-hmm. cannot beat that damn navage because it's motorized. So it's like I always akin it to the people doing Pilates. Uh, and instead of doing yoga. So the yoga, you know, a yoga master comes to the United States and they do all these cool poses and down dog and up dog and greet the day and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then they go into a Pilates studio and they would be horrified mm-hmm. to see these people do it, trying to attain these same things using pulleys and shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, pulleys and, and ropes and, and stuff. Well, the navage is kind of this, you know, the navage is to Pilates. No, is no the navage is to the neti pot as Pilates is to yoga mm-hmm. in that you know it's motorized and it's all it's you know, newfangled but it is awesome mm-hmm. and there are positions I can't 
attain without using pulleys mm-hmm. too. So and does it just shoot not, it up there? Yeah. So what it is is um, there's a reservoir in the top, and you uh, you put saline in it. Sure. And then there's a reservoir in the bottom where everything goes. Okay. And then you uh, you've got two little prongs, and you stick them both oh. in your nose, and you're just sitting up straight. Okay. And you just put it in straight because the floor of the nose is is parallel to the ground. Yeah. So you don't want it your head right. up or down. So and then you turn this thing on, and if you push it in halfway, it there's suction on one side. Okay. And then you get the suction going, and then you push it in the rest of the way. And once you've got that suction going, it's going to squirt water in the other side, yes. which will make a transit through that nostril. And the suction will then pull it around awesome. the nasal septum yeah. and bring it back out the other one. It never goes okay. down your throat. It's the coolest damn That's, thing. Because I do use a neti pot. Yeah. And so, like, it just gets so frustrating because you feel like you just can't get everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's what I like about this because okay. instead of just gravity. Yeah. It's kind of like um, that ride at Disney, the um, the uh, Twilight Zone ride, Tower of Terror. Oh. It drops, but it it doesn't just drop. It drops faster than the rate of gravity if it was just free fall. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. Shoot. So but that's, it gives it a more intense drop, right? Yeah. So it actually pulls you down faster than 10 meters per second per second, mm-hmm. which is what right, free what fall is. is sure. Yeah. So um, it's the same thing. You know, it's... it's cool. More you get more force than you would with just a neti pot using gravity alone. Okay. So yeah, I love it. Go to drsteve.com, scroll down. They're under a hundred bucks. That was the best eighty something bucks I ever spent. Or you can go to Simply Herbals first and yes, get try in that some first. nasal spray first. Yeah. Yeah. Or Doctor, yeah, seriously, Doctor Scott's nasal spray has some peppermint oil oh, in it, which good. has been demonstrated to be anti-inflammatory at the level of the gut. We don't have any data on the nasopharynx, no, but it it does follow yeah. that it should work, and it certainly um, from an anecdotal standpoint. Point um, is my favorite nasal spray of all time. Yeah, but check check his diet. That'd be my first yep. thing. Yeah, but do all that stuff. Yep. And if it, if it is from above, just mass removing it so that your body mm-hmm. doesn't have to try to get rid of it may help. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck. All right. Um, let's do one more. Well, all right, you bastard. So a milk allergy. That will cause excess mucus. Absolutely. Well, and it doesn't even have to be an allergy. allergy. Not even sensitivity. It's just milk milk is really. It's plain milk is just so phlegmy. Mm. You know, anytime we, anytime I have a, you know, child or peds case that comes in with recurrent bronchitis or pneumonia, Mm. earaches, the first thing I do is take them off of all milk products. And typically, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, particularly in those older kids, we've yeah. got other stuff they can. Lots you of don't have to beer, drink milk. Or, you know, you don't have to drink <laughs> the fluid from a cow's Moonshine. tit. <laughs> you know, I see these adults too, and they're just drinking gallons of milk. It's uh-huh. like, how much milk do you need? No. Does that have issues for acne too? Like I, I had a girl that was asking potentially, uh, yeah. about her acne. Potentially, yeah. he might say so. To... Well, I would say that the data doesn't support dietary oh, okay. things, well, but. You right, know, the no, traditional it, Chinese approach yeah. may be different, but well, you got to um, figure if your body's trying to get rid of some something that it doesn't like. You well, know, some sort say, of maybe she's not getting yeah. phlegm, but oh, maybe it's trying to come out toxic. the other way, it's like toxic. through her face. It's toxic. No, I, yeah. I don't think no. there's data to support no. that. I agree, there's no data, but but I would at least try that. Part. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that's what I did tell her. I said, oh. stop milk for a minute and see how it mm-hmm. goes. And it cleared right up, but she couldn't give up milk. Okay, well, so, well, if it really did clear right up, um, that she's nuts if she went back to it. She can, yes. you, can, there's, you can drink soy milk, there's Coconut, almond milk, there's all kinds milk. of stuff. Yeah. Now, um, to if you make, uh, let's just talk about acne for a second. 
if I did, if I had somebody with just zits everywhere, and I performed a magical procedure that stopped any further zits from forming, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm talking about at the at the molecular level, you know, at the pore level, it would take six weeks before they'd ever know I did anything. Mm-hmm. Because the zit that you have on your face today started six weeks ago. So if I make them all stop forming, you, it's going to be six weeks before you'll know. Okay. okay? Gotcha. So any intervention that you do, you got to do at least 12 weeks to say it does, that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks about acne because you try one thing, you got to go January, February, March. Okay, this sucks. Let's try the next thing. You know, a- April, May, June. Now this sucks. And it can take years to find something that really works. I want being married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. <laughs> That's birth control right there. There you go. Yeah, doctor. That Scott won't give you gangrene. And, and I had, uh, well, and lady diagnosis too. We've all got our horror stories. In that <laughs> Jenny's the only one that's got a decent marriage of the three of us. This yeah. is just your first, right? Yeah, yeah. we've been together twenty-five years, married twenty-three. Well, hell, mm-hmm. fire, so good for you. And I still like him a lot. He's a pretty good feller. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. Wait a go fuck yourself. Wait a <laughs> fucking go. Well, I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You're a hundred. You're a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Comedians always got a damn zinger. All right. Thanks All right. for okay. it in. All right. Here Let's we go. Out. We out here. No. Oh, question for you. It might be a dumbass question, but what is heartburn? Both of my parents died from heart attacks. My little brother's had a heart attack. Older brother died from something other than a heart attack. So I'm the only one that's not had one so far. So every time I get a twinge in the chest, I get nervous about it. So it got me to think of what is heartburn? Yeah, heartburn's different than angina or it's angina. So, so you want to take uh, talk a little bit about heartburn, Dr. Scott? You have sure. exactly two minutes and 42 seconds. I was say, first thing, let's make sure his heart with his history is in pretty good shape. Yep. Number one. Yeah, but the reflux typically is, is from stress. It's from foods, but it's where the acid bloops out of your stomach and up into your esophagus and causes some burning in your Yeah, inflammation. In your yeah, it's, it's usually a constant area. burning that will get better with, it's like an antacid or yellow mustard, as Dr. Yellow Scott mustard. has taught yep. us over the years. Yep. And, uh, or Should respond pretty quickly yeah, to those two. And if it does... And if it does, if it doesn't. Now, angina or heart pain is different than heartburn. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is typically a dull pressure on the in the chest radiating to the left, may radiate to the left arm, associated with exercise. So you go upstairs and you have it. It can happen at rest, though, too. Uh, usually uh, there will be shortness of breath, maybe palpitations, you know, skipped heartbeat, um, perhaps um, uh, sweating, nausea, that kind of stuff. Very rarely do people present with all of those things, which makes it challenging. You know, we can't just say, oh, yeah, that's a heart attack. So if you have, if you think you're having a heart attack, you go to the emergency room, they do serial heart, uh, cardiac enzymes on you, and if they're going up, then you've got a problem. If they're not, then they're not. And a, a huge number of uh, uh, admissions to the hospital are for chest pain rule-out MI. Right. That's what it's called. And uh, they come in. And uh, you keep them for a day. If they're fine, great. If they're not, then you, they do further testing. So, all right. Don't fuck around with that one. First time you have it, you should get checked. All right. Well, thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. Lady Diagnosis. Jenny McKinney. Uh, anywhere you're appearing, 
that we can plug? Oh, uh, July 5th, I'll be in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Okay, at, just in the, at the town? Grove. Yeah, I guess it's like two streets. I don't know. Oh, I, you really? should be able to hear me laughing <laughs> over there. <laughs> okay, and then you're doing, uh, you applied for a comedy uh, festival in... Uh, yeah, Motor City Comedy Festival okay. in Detroit, September 19th. Okay, so we'll check that out yeah. uh, as uh, as we know more. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, many thanks to our listeners. Uh, until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your ass and get some exercise. We'll see you in the one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.